0: Thank you for listening. This is the Ignition Podcast. Get ready to fuel your passion for cars and motorsport every Monday and Thursday. We bring you stories, valuable career tips and tricks that will help you navigate the automotive world. So don't miss out. Follow the Ignition Podcast now and join the drive towards becoming the number one automotive podcast worldwide. Let's embark on this thrilling journey together. Enjoy the episode would you try and convey to yep. people is the, is the you know the je ne sais quoi of a road trip
1: been on many a road trip i mean obviously life is one big road trip That sounds really cheesy saying that but it really is a great road trip for me is is being surrounded by only like-minded people who just want to have a good time a laugh and, it, and, it, and enjoy being sat behind the wheel i love a driver's car uh, you know it's lovely to see supercars i've been surrounded by them i've driven many they're great to see, they're great to hear, but I get the most satisfaction out of something that you maybe isn't as fast, but you can properly drive on a great road trip. You can enjoy those roads. Wales, in particular, is a personal favourite of mine, and you're surrounded by, by like-minded people. You know, you, you, to, the, the way I structure the stuff I do with the road trips I generally do, the club I have, is that there there is no there's no car snobbery. I, I don't like that. Uh, Personally, At the end of the day, if you like cars, driving and socialising, come along.
0: We all go on road trips, but aren't they all the same? Well, I've been on my fair share of them, and if I'm honest, it's the ones that I plan with my friends and then set challenges along the way that are the ones that are the most fun. And I'm sure you agree. So does my guest Mark Hanna. He knows all about this, from his supercar hire business to working for Roadster. Exciting cars and travel have been surrounding him for years. So, if you want to know what it's like to have a business centered around supercars, make road trips you go on as exciting as possible, or even convince a startup to hire you, listen on after this conversation. I've been using Roadster more to plan my road trips. I've been more critical of opportunities that are coming our way, and trusting people, well, that's not really changed. But I am trying to enjoy driving again. So, go out with friends, make memories, and enjoy your car. But most importantly, Enjoy what's to come. I've been offered a challenge. That same challenge I want to offer you. Car storage is boring. It's cold and no one really likes it. But what if we could create a club, a community where we all join together on a weekend, relax, talk about cars, watch F1, maybe do a bit of sim racing. Now this is the kind of thing I think you can do. I don't want to hide cars. I want to show them. My whole thing is showing you what is possible with the love for cars. Now how can we do that and mix car storage? In? Well i'd love to hear your guys ideas and thoughts for a clubhouse a place that we can meet chat and relax about cars and stare at some beautiful ones too so if you have an idea please message me harry at ignitionpod.com that's email harry at ignitionpod.com or send me a message on instagram the.ignition.podcast that's the.ignition.podcast podcast i'd love to hear your thoughts and thank you so much for the continued support on this podcast it's amazing guys i really do appreciate it continue listening and have some great guests and some even better content coming out the rest of the year look forward to seeing you at the clubhouse um mark welcome to the podcast we'll we'll start with the question which is what ignited your passion for cars
1: blimey um when i was very very little uh i think that the 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 very first thing i used to talk about was cars before much else uh, so it's been a very very long love of cars for me uh and obviously as i've got older uh, appreciated different things about cars um my dad is a car person as well so he is pretty much to blame for the initial yeah. Initial love of cars, um, and then yeah, as as I've got older, I've obviously appreciated the different different things, different cars, and been able to do different things, which has only fueled it more, really.
0: Um, I don't often do this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to to where we are now. So, wh- what do you do? Who are you? What is your LinkedIn bio, as people as people like to say?
1: Yep. So the the, the current story, as I put it in the in the LinkedIn bio, um, is I am UK business development manager for Roadster. So Roadster being, if, if you didn't know, it is a social networking app for car enthusiasts, uh, very unique platform, uh, 65,000 plus members in the UK, uh, about 300,000 worldwide uh, with bases in Spain and the US. Uh, we've got the social networking side, which is very much like, you know, your Insta posting, posting about cars, that side of things. Um, and then there's also built-in route planning, navigation, um, uh, business marketplace, um, and soon to be more. So that that really fitted uh, a lot of my background, past, and what I wanted to try and achieve in the future, really. So it was a really good fit. Uh, obviously, uh, incorporates loads of things about cars, events, talking to people coffee and cars the lot it's all, all under one roof really so uh, yeah that that's the current stance and then in my own time which links in nicely with Roadster uh, I've got my own events that I run under the name of Driven Life and a car club that I run uh, called Network Wheels so that's been something I've been doing for a few years uh, but they really integrate nicely with, with Roadster which so all kind of after all these years it's all kind of stitched together.
0: That's nice but I'm guessing it hasn't always been like this and I know that when I, like, especially when I left school, I didn't, I didn't exactly know that you could could work with cars. It was just something that, you know, you, I, I told my career advisor that I love cars and they were like, oh, great, there's this thing you can do which the person in the above has found. And I was like, oh, great, I'll do that. Um, and when I tried to do that, it was shut down. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's interesting now that I look back at it and go, well, I could have just started my own thing then. But obviously no, no one tells you you can do so much. Outside of absolutely so what was your what it was a, yeah mark what was your like experience leaving school what were you told what was the the journey from from you know now to back then if we reverse it what was it like leaving school
1: yeah well i mean from a school school perspective design and, and being creative was my thing it, it was uh very much what i excelled in um and i i originally wanted to fly planes yeah which is nothing to do with cars and it's nothing to do with design. Um, but that was a real passion for mine. But obviously, it's it's quite a difficult and very expensive thing to get into. Um, so the design thing was very much my focus from school. Uh, obviously, there's lots of different things you can get into. Uh, graphic design was very much the, the thing. That's why I did work experience. Uh, that didn't happen again. Very competitive, still is, uh, was back then. And I kind of fell into kitchen design, believe it or not. It was, uh, it was uh, something in a local, local place. Um, and that's the sort of path I followed in design. I, I really switched on to it. Um, there wasn't really, I, I suppose back then, there wasn't really any desire or, I suppose, options to do anything like we can do today uh, in terms of cars. If you work with cars, pretty much you're selling them. Yeah. Back then, really, it was, you know, or you're working on them or something like that. And I'm certainly no mechanic and I'm still not a mechanic. So <laughs> I don't work with cars in that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I remember from the from the, the school side of things. And it's it, um, I ended up going to work in London um, not long after leaving school. I, I was age 19 and got a, a job designing kitchens on Oxford Street, right in the middle of London, moved away from home um just as i met my now wife as well yeah. so we had a long distance relationship to to deal with as well as being away from home um, and i kind of I, I guess that kind of gave me a bit of independence um from quite an early age um and it was from then really that after three years working with them in london that um someone encouraged me to go freelance so that was what i did and that kind of started the self-employed journey uh, i guess
0: yeah and so if, I mean, I'm just imagining if so if you went now back to Mark that was 18 and uh, is leaving the big, the, entering the big world of yeah, work and you told him, hey, look, now if you wanted to, you could start an events management company. What would what you reckon he would have thought?
1: I would probably would have thought, bring it on, you know, if, if if there's that opportunity there, let's let's go for it. Let's do it. You know, let's let's give things a try, which is always what I've worked towards So I've got a son who's going to turn 16 this year so there's kind of a little bit of real time in what you've just said mm-hmm. in terms of uh you know although he's a little bit younger than 80 he's really intrigued he's been along my journey with me from a little boy taking him to car shows um now he comes and gets involved, he gets involved with members he comes along to the roadster events that I do uh, and he's studying he's doing business studies so, you know, that wasn't really too much of a thing back when I was at school. But it's it's nice to kind of see how those opportunities are presented to the kids now. Um, you know, obviously they're encouraged to do the normal things to get work life experience. Yeah. Um but he's got a very creative mind, which is which I love, because, you know, obviously I've done it a slightly different way, but it's great that he's thinking outside of the box and wants to do something that's Maybe a little bit different, so.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you speak about yeah. you you know, you, what you're, you know, trying to teach him now. But, but what were you being taught when you were that age? And like, what were your parents saying? What were your teachers saying? Like, what were the the big influences in your life? What were they talking to you around the world of work and careers and life?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I've got very, very little recollection of any any standout uh, person. Uh, my, my parents had, you know, normal jobs. There was no running of a business from them. Um, so I can't really say there was a massive influence from that side of things. Obviously I was always encouraged to work. I had no problem with that. Um, even just from, you know, your odd Saturday job, um, and school again, you had the careers advice, um, but I, it wasn't anything substantial. I, I can't say that it pushed me in any particular direction. Uh, coming out of school that was more a case of finding my own way I think but I think nowadays it's it's quite different and there's a lot of emphasis on trying to get direction for the kids
0: when you're going into you know the world of events management and you're looking at sort of you know how do I get started I mean how do you get started for instance if I was to say look okay you had the conversation with 18 year old even 16 year old your son and you go look you can start an events business what is the first step what is the first thing you need to do to make sure you get it right
1: yeah, I mean, I think there's there's two things. Obviously, the, the first thing is is having an uh, an idea of what your audience is, who you're going to appeal to. Um, without that, it can become a bit confusing and a bit nondescript. Um, and secondly is obviously, you know, an idea, a concept. I, I always uh, have always tried to work on the concept of just trying to do something a little bit different, mm. not so radically different that, you know, it ends up, twisting your mind and you know it doesn't really appeal to anyone um but i I use the example to a few people and not that there is anything wrong with this i will state that now um but a lot of events car events happen you know cars in a field Um, and that's the general you know your average car car event i try to look slightly differently to that there's nothing wrong with those um so pick an architecturally interesting building pick a really quirky venue Uh, marry the two together it just thinks slightly outside the box and I think that's that's certainly I think again nowadays with the vast amount of events out there you've got to stand out somehow Um, and of course there's multiple ways in which you can appeal to your audience so I think providing you've got an idea of those two that's going to be a really good start if you don't obviously you're going to struggle I think in terms of trying to find a way forward but at the end of the day, if you've got those two, get on and give it a go. It might be a flop. I've had events that haven't really come to much uh, and I've had the opposite. So you've got to kind of just get on and do it and see what happens.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's interesting. So, I mean, I've I've had ideas of hosting car meets. I mean, I think, oh, it must have, you know, you know what's got a love of cars, mascar You know, it'd be great to get a lot of mates together in a, you say, in a field of all places. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, get it's and just, and just have a chat around cars. I mean, that is essentially what car meets not used to be. It's what they are used to, but they used to be when I was, you know, when I first had a car, those are the meets you went to. But it's great, you know, that nowadays with all this competition, you you want you want to push it, you want to get better. I mean, is is that sort of like yeah. competitive streak something that you've had you've always had, or is it something you've had to have because you started your own business?
1: I, I think a bit of both. I think there was a bit of an underlying competitiveness there. Um, and I think being self employed and uh, doing what I've done has kind of helped bring that out. Really, um, I'm also quite stubborn um, and incredibly impatient, um, which aren't always the best things. Um, especially when one of the the key things I always say to people is persistence. If you find something's not working, or you know you, you've uh, you really want to achieve it, persistence is really important. I think, but that doesn't. Necessarily gel very well with someone who's really impatient, but I think you just you just have this urge to want to get on and do it. Sometimes there are things that have got to be put in place, or you just need time, or whatever it is. So um yeah, I, th- I think having having something competitive to just be that little bit better really does help. If you know, if you go into it with just a bit of a mm, attitude of yeah, whatever, kind of it it'll, it'll do. Maybe not going to go too far, but I think having that oomph with with competitiveness, competitiveness is definitely a bonus.
0: Yeah, no, it's great because I use that. I mean, I use the same thing. Like I um, I'm obsessed with Monopoly. Now, <laughs> okay, none of my none of my family want to play Monopoly with me because I'm obsessed with it and because I get. <laughs> um, but yeah. Do, do you
1: ruin the game?
0: Well, I, I win the game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's just the same. Can we comply to the to the podcast? I mean, I I very openly say to people that I want this to become the best podcast. Best automotive podcast in in the world, not just the UK. And absolutely, yeah, you know, we're getting there. But it's, I guess, you know, it's to have those ambitions as well. When you mentioned the stubborn, being stubborn, that's that's persistence, though, isn't it? I guess.
1: Yeah, it, it's a form of persistence. Absolutely, yeah. It's just where, when you're trying to, you know, mentally deal with it as well with yourself. You know, it's it 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 can clash with some things, but you've just got to find a way through it. Um I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I think you know if you dig your heels in and you want it done that way, or you want to do that, all right. You you, you want to try and achieve it in a week or or a month, but it might actually take six. Um, you know, the two go quite well together.
0: Yeah, and I guess you only you only learn that in hindsight. I mean, I thought you know again using the, yeah. the podcast as an example, I thought this would be you know twice what it is, but it's not. And you have to you have to you have to be be okay with that. You have to learn that you know these things aren't going to come into fruition. But I'm interested. You know, you mentioned the mental side of things. You know. This journey isn't always, you know, roses and sunshines. I mean, how was that with your mental health? If you're open to talk about it, how's that been? With you? I am.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, 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 I suffer with anxiety. Uh, I have done for many years. Um, I've had medication for it, uh, which I decided not to to continue with. Um, but yeah, I, every week I have battles with it. Um, doing something like this, if if somebody had said to me probably even six months ago you know to hop on and video record and do a podcast i was like no way um but i think going into the new role with roadster which has opened up completely new areas and yeah it's put me outside of my comfort zone but that's what i wanted i knew i had to do that if i wanted to go the direction I wanted to and yeah there's there's been trickier parts you know in terms of um even just just video calls. I'm quite a shy person um but um yeah it it, it, mental health has definitely affected me Uh, and I think part of the reason I like doing the events I do and how I do them is the fact that I know what's going to happen where it's going to be and who's coming which really helps me and brings out the best in me um it's not a control freak kind of element i don't think i think it's more a case of that's just how i uh, i sort of teach myself to be calmer and to succeed in doing that if that makes any sense yeah. um just to have that knowledge of okay you know if somebody else had if i hadn't have been in the world of events and these car events were going on i probably wouldn't go to many of them because I'd be a little bit sort of apprehensive of who's going or what's going or where it is and times and stuff like that. But but running the events that gives me an element of ease and, and obviously has helped me get the most out of me Mm. by doing it that way.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's, it's important to know that, you know, overthinking or just thinking in general, you know, there's a point where it goes, you know, because I do that as well. I mean, I overthink about everything because, the way I yep, yep. the way I think things through is I like you know I logically you know ask myself questions about you know if I was to do X what would Y be and then after Y what is what would Z be so it's just like you know how do you constructively take those thoughts and you know go okay well the the, the thought stops there
1: yeah I mean I it's um, I I can level exactly with what you say there uh, I, overthinking is is me all over. And I'm often thinking of situations that don't even ever happen, or don't even need to be thought about. Uh, But it just helps me kind of manage the situation. I think you know it's rather than you know if somebody says to me, um, uh, "You've just got to stop. You've just got to stop overthinking." It's not quite as easy to just stop because it's the way I get through things. Um, Yeah, I I think maybe over time. As I learn that the overthinking isn't necessary on certain things, then that will calm a little bit. But certainly if it's a new event or a new venue or a group of new people, it's gonna peak mm. probably before it calms down again. And I think it but again, that's going back to the whole, you know, persistence in getting through it and not letting that stop you. because, um, you know, it may well stop some people and they think, Christ, if, if I'm doing this every single time can I actually deal with that? And I think, well, yeah, you can. You've just got to try and find your best way through it Um and proceed with that. And it that just takes a bit of time and, and uh, uh, understanding.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. It's great advice for anyone that's, you know, maybe in, in a similar situation always trying to, you know, break out their shell. And I think it's great to talk about those things and go, actually, you know, everything I'm doing, there's a reason for it. And yeah, talking about, you know, you're running this events business and, you know, I'm interested in how the opportunity for roads came about and what that looked like for you.
1: Yep. So uh, the P word again, persistence, comes into play with that. Uh, I the, the previous job, I was working for uh, a print and design company, which is again something which harks back to school. You know, it's design, uh, seeing a design go through to either creation on a piece of print or on a website. I find really satisfying. I still do. Mm. Um, you know something you've come up with is then used in a certain way um, so it was it was to break me away from a bit of a change in my life when the business I had had to stop five years ago um, a series of uh, employed roles uh, that being my last um, and it, it just wasn't quite working out let's just say that you know the it, it, the, the the structure of the business I was working for just wasn't quite where I wanted to be I was looking for somewhere where I could take something that needed some work and build on it yeah that's kind of what I like to to do that couldn't happen there so I I thought okay let's give this one last go to try and get back into the car scene pull together maybe some of the creativeness what I've already been doing and that desire to sort of take something and make it my own um, and I'd already been using Roadster, so I'd already started to really like it. It, it, it the rope, uh, the route planning and the, the navigation side of things was really useful for the car club stuff I do. So I kind of got to know the guys, um, and just came out with the question, you know, how, is there going to be any opportunity in the UK? Cause they didn't have anyone in the UK at the time. It, they'd built a great audience, uh, which is an amazing feat in itself. Um, and it was one of their key markets so I thought well there's no harm in posing the question of you know is there going to be an opportunity in the UK for anyone to 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 work for you Uh, they'd seen how I post on the app the events I put on there so I'd given them some kind of evidence that I was a person that was already uh, active in the kind of things they do yeah and Kept in conversation probably for the best part of four four months because um, one of the co-founders is based in the States um, and the other one, Alberto, who I know you've interviewed already, uh, is based in Madrid. Um, so between the two guys, um, kept in touch and they said, yep. We'll roll with it. We'll run with it. There's, I think now is the right time for someone like yourself, and uh, away we go. So yeah, that started earlier on this year, um, and has been fantastic. It's, it, it's you know, there's there's a, a lot of work for me to do uh, to build on what they've already done, um, and you know build the size of what happens with roads through the UK, as well as integrating in with everything everywhere else. So yeah, it was was a case of just, you know, putting yourself in in the right place in front of the right people, having something to back it up, you know, with the fact that I'd run events, I could post and put together some social media stuff quite easily, I could take a good picture, um, stitch that all together with putting yourself and asking the question uh, and it it worked out, which I'm really grateful for.
0: No, it's great, it's great to see that, you know, you've you've put yourself out there because that's half the battle and there's this there's this phrase which is you know luck is where opportunity means preparation if you've you know if you've got all this yeah preparation which is event planning which is being on the app which is you know messaging and keeping in contact and then the opportunity comes and shows itself in the form of them actually going yeah this is the right time i mean that can apply yeah to any, any form of life
1: oh absolutely and i think you know if i find it, people might look at it and think oh guy's just been you know he's just been lucky and he's got oh, lucky lucky so he's got that job and if I think about it more logically maybe the last I don't know uh 10-12 years and the successes and failures I've had in that point has actually got me to this point um that's not anything quick or fast by any means and I can't say it's sort of you know, specifically a luck thing I've gone through that those all those processes and it's ended up in me putting myself in that position but if you look back at it at stages well if that didn't happen that didn't happen or this didn't happen then i may not have been in that position mm. um and you, you maybe don't even think about it at the time because you're just doing what you want to do um but if you look back at it you can often see this sort of me- almost methodical way that you've got there but it just didn't feel like it at the time almost you know it's I, I, can't, I can't honestly say when, when the business I had finished five years ago that in five years time, I'd be back in the car scene um, in this kind of position. You know, I couldn't see past past a week at a time back then. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, persistence and, and just pushing on with what I really love and what I I really enjoy has brought me to this point.
0: Yeah, but it's you know you talk about your your business you had to close down. I mean, I'm I'm yeah you know, I'm thinking of someone listening to this and going, oh, I'm at a point where maybe my my business I'm self employed isn't is going isn't going where I, where I'm going like where I want it to go. Is there anything you know? How do you how would you have the conversation with yourself and other people to go like okay, maybe now's the time to close things up. You know, cut ties. How, how what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I was. In no way, shape, or form prepared to let it go. If I'm perfectly honest with you, because I thought, you know, I started it in 2011, um and it was kind of seven years hard work. And you think oh, I'm not going to let go of that? I'm really not going to let go of that. But uh, I had people around me, which was sort of you know uh, outside of the the bubble, if you like, uh, which uh, you know talking to them uh, and almost making me realise that actually there probably isn't a solution for this one. And the best thing you can do before you get yourself, you know, into a point where it gets even worse uh, is to just stop there. Yeah. Um, and that was really, really hard to accept. You know, that wasn't something that I took very lightly at all. It wasn't a pleasant experience. And I'd been through a bit of a rough patch before. Uh, I'd, I'd taken on a, a business partner, uh, which didn't work out. I was able to remove myself from that situation, which again, wasn't particularly pleasant or easy. Um, and it was just a bit of a bumpy ride from there. And it, it, the, the, the sort of pivotal situation for me was insurance based as we were doing sports car hire. That that changed dramatically in a short period of time, which meant the model which we were using wasn't going to cut the mustard and bring the, the dosh in. And um, that's where that sort of decision came from. I mean, Had I had maybe some more resources, I could have changed direction, but we didn't. Um, I tried to utilize what we had before having to admit defeat. But I look back now, um, I mean, it probably took me a couple of years to look back and think, do you know what? That probably was a good thing that I've been through that. And I never would have thought that back in 2018 when it was all kicking off. Um, there's no way I would have thought this is going to be a good experience but having come through it and looking back I think it was in a weird kind of way Um, you know don't get me wrong I don't want to go through it again Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the kind of thing that sticks in my mind every single day you know in terms of right, this this and this happened I'm not going back there again what do I need to do to make sure I don't and that still sticks to this day you know it's in terms of um, you know the, the, the cost of living and everything at the moment is difficult uh, for everyone. And of course, that harks back to you know when a when a business fails or has to shut, and you basically almost lose everything. You know when something out of your control, the cost of living starts taking uh, taking control. You, you think, Christ, hang on, I don't want to go back there again or, or anywhere near there. So you start to think about. How you can make sure you don't, um, and that's that's certainly come into play, you know, in the last few years.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's nice to hear that. Well, it's not obviously it's not nice to hear, but it's. it's <laughs> yeah. I know, I know what you mean. There, there, there are better <laughs> things that could have happened to you, um but no, it's, yeah. it's like saying that you know you've you've learned from these things and it's been a journey. But I'm just interested in also you know as well going going through to it. You know, you're now in a place where you're surrounded by people that are there because they want to be, you know, they want to be part of the, the journey of the, you know, the destination roadster's all about, you know, getting a group of friends, going somewhere, and then enjoying that trip. So, maybe just for you, like, what is what is what is a road trip, what, is, what does a road trip mean for you?
1: Road trip as in the life road trip or a physical, actual road trip, you mean?
0: Um, just, just you know, the the, the, the actual, you know, do you, you, you go on many and being, you know, being part of the whole roadster thing, like, as... What you try and convey to yep. people is the je ne sais quoi of a road trip?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, with uh, I've been on many a road trip. I mean, obviously, life is one big road trip, I think. Um, that sounds really cheesy saying that, but it really is. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, a great road trip for me is, is being surrounded by only like-minded people who just want to have a good time, a laugh, and it, and, it, and enjoy being sat behind a wheel. Um, I, I love a driver's car. Uh, you know, it's lovely to see supercars. I've been surrounded by them when I did, when I had the business. Um, I've driven many. They're great to see, they're great to hear, but I get the most satisfaction out of something that you maybe isn't as fast, but you can properly drive on a great road trip. You can enjoy those roads. Wales, in particular, is a personal favourite of mine, um, and you're surrounded by by like-minded people. You know, you, you, to, the, the way I structure the stuff I do with the road trips I generally do, the club I have, is that there there is no there's no car snobbery. I, I don't like that uh, personally. Uh, at the end of the day, if you like cars, driving, and socialising, come along. You know that kind of, and that, that's what creates a really interesting group. Uh, where you get you know someone in a, a hot hatch um driving alongside someone in a lambo or an amg uh with a classic and you can all enjoy the same road trip in those vehicles um and all have a bloody good laugh so that's that's kind of everything i do is based around that that kind of mentality of uh, and, it, and it seems to have worked. I think a lot, a lot of feedback I get from members, uh, by default, Not I haven't tried to get a specific kind of member, um, but by default, I've ended up with members uh, in, in the club I run in my own time that are business owners, predominantly, uh, have car collections and nice cars, uh, but don't particularly want to be part of uh, a Mark-specific car club. Um, because that can be not everybody's cup of tea, um, and what we've or what I've created is something whereby anyone's welcome, and they love talking to someone with an equal passion, but maybe not an equal car. And I, I love that that concept, and so I think that you know the greatest road trips happen, in my eyes, when groups of people come together from all different backgrounds, yeah. and I have that a lot. So and the roads is very very much the same. Uh, it's a it's uh, the coffee and cars that we've done with roadster uh, in april and the beginning of june really show what the app's about in person obviously you know everything digital is great but when you actually bring them out you can you can meet them in person and the scope of cars that come and the the owners that come and the feedback we get is very similar which is why it's, it fits so nicely with what i've done in the past and, and what i do in my own time really it's it's just a really solid, decent bunch of people uh that enjoy as Roadsters slogan is, you know, drive your passion. So yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. No, isn't it it's great. And it's one of those things where I like, you know, I'd I'd love to go on more road trips, but you know, it's 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 one of those things where you've got to find a car that works. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you, That helps. That helps. It really <laughs> does help. Uh and luckily, I'm I'm not really great at picking cars. I mean, I did. I went, I went, to, I went to Germany. Um, I think it was a couple of last month. Went to the Nurburgring back in a day as a sort of, you know, can it be done? Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in 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 many ways, <laughs> yeah. The, the premise
0: of the idea is fantastic. But when you're, I mean, when you're twelve, when you're twelve hours in, and you're on your way back from the Nurburgring, having just done a lap and a and an AMG GTR has spent as much time close to your exhaust pipe as possible. um <laughs> You think differently, but but no, exactly. Those things like creating those memories with friends is is you know is I think you know you can't take anything with you when you when you leave this earth, but you can you, you know I don't know maybe you can take memories. Who knows? But it's like getting out and it's important to I I think to to share with people that you know if you're a car person, the most important thing you can do is experience and have memories in cars.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, and um, the word experience is is the best word to use because that could be so broad. Um. In terms of, you know, it doesn't have to be physically driving a car, but experiences with cars stick with people. You know, they 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 make people talk, um, and they stick with people. You 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 give them a good experience, and they'll talk about it for for ages. Um, and even non-car people, you know, if you, if you hear someone who's had a great experience with cars, they'll even they'll listen. Yeah. So I think it's it's a great way to give experiences. Yeah, definitely.
0: That's great. I mean, speaking of experiences, and if I was to go to you, Mark, you know, you can have whatever experiences you want in the next five ten years. Um, you know, the future is there's no limit. Like, what would you say that would look like for you personally?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely for me, cracking on down into Europe for a proper road trip is is my next goal. Um, with with having the business and, and kids growing up. Um, it's, you know, it's not been easy to disappear off for a week, 10 days um, to have a road trip, you know, when you go down through the South of France, Germany, Switzerland, that's the sort of, that that's on the bucket list next for me. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you've done loads with cars. Surely you've not, you know, you've done that already. Then no, no, that hasn't, that opportunity is not there yet, uh, but it's been worked on for sure. Uh, I, I will often say also to people, if there's, Every year, if there's one thing, you know, if if well, you know, you, you can't do anything but one thing this year, it will always be Le Mans. I've just come back from Le Mans uh, in my eighth eighth time, I think. Um, I take my son with me now, which is great, um, and that itself is leaving him with experiences, which is exactly the reason for me doing it. You know, he's hooked. He's been three times himself, and I've, you know, the first year I took him. I managed to get myself into the Porsche Experience Hospitality at Le Mans, which was, I don't know, it was a double-edged sword. It was absolutely amazing, but, of course, it sets it sets the standard for each year. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> Not quite course, like how, can I, how can I beat that? Um, but, you know, there's memories that he's had. Um, Le Mans is a great one for experiences and memories. Um, and it, 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 if if everything was taken away from me event wise and you said you can only go on one thing a year it would be that hands down um you know without without question but yeah in terms of other things it would be great to you know to have a, a lovely a lovely road trip across Europe yeah you hear about passes in Switzerland and well everywhere I want to go see some of those you know you see them on uh all sorts of media and on YouTube and um stuff like that and it'd be great to get out and and see see some of those fortunate enough to go to uh, dubai earlier this year as well and whilst you don't necessarily associate great driving roads with dubai um they do have an area which is a, another great one for a road trip as well so it, it's just tra- traveling more getting out and driving some of those roads would be ideal for me in the next five to ten years you know there's there's plenty out there and i know plenty of people that have done it and don't stop talking about it so
0: and that's it. I guess you know to, to just. Also, I think you know just it makes you a more interesting person <laughs> if you can if you can say definitely nice things uh, no, like like you know, yeah, you go to car meets, you speak to people, and no, nothing's more boring. No offense to, to people if it's you, but you know they talk about their their car and that's it. They haven't, they haven't done anything with it. They haven't gone anywhere with it. They love their car, which is great. You know, in their own right. You know, yeah. i have had you love your car, but it's almost like you could, I think you could experience it so much more, and that I mean that was me. I don't like. I'd only have, I had a Cooper S um, and I, nice. all i do was talk about the Cooper S, you know, I'd be like, oh, I've done this to it or I've worked on this, but I never went anywhere in it. Like I never went apart, <laughs> apart from like round the South Downs and Kent, which is a right, it's, you know, the lovely roads, but they're, you know, full of traffic because it's Kent. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, going out and doing more stuff, but yeah, I think it's, it's important for people to, you know, get out and do stuff with their cars.
1: Oh, absolutely! I think the more the more ways there are to make it easier for people to to do that, the better. You know, the 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 sort of boom in automotive venues, I think, really helps that as well because it gives somewhere, it gives people somewhere to go. Um, you know, ten fifteen years ago, I mean, I remember when I had my my first car was a Nova, Vauxhall Nova. Um, there was nowhere to go. You could just drive it round, yeah. but. You know, there's only so much you can do with that, really. But yeah, caffeine and machine is an obvious one. That's kind of what kicked off a lot of a lot of these things that that happen now. Um, and that's a great thing, not only for the event side of things, meeting people, but also using your car because it gives you a really good excuse to get together and road trip there, meet people when you're there, road trip back. You know, that's that's great, and that's only really been a big thing, I think, in probably the last three full years obviously yes there have been places before that but i think since caffeine and machine came on the scene and made it a proper thing yeah um loads of others have spurt, you know popped up all over the place yeah and that's another great great way to get people out and using the cars i think
0: yeah it's, almost like you, <clears throat> it's funny because i don't think there's like apart from racetracks there is no real place for car like car, car things to go i mean like you know let's say you love football Okay, well, there's you know there's football arenas and there's pubs that are themed to football and there's so many different like pub like football golf all this sort of stuff. Yeah, you know? if you love, yeah, you can do that. But when it comes to like cars, like say like this, you know this insurgence of you know car themed pubs, restaurants, um, sim rooms, like, all this now coming out coming out of the woodwork because of lockdown. It's all great. Yeah, and it's all more for you to do, and it's, I think it's brilliant.
1: Well, absolutely, and it, it gives yeah it spurs on ideas. It gives people options. And, you know, what, what better excuse, even if you're on your own, you know, you don't necessarily have to go with people. Obviously, going with people makes it a, uh, a good bit more fun. But, you know, even if you don't want to be with people, you can just rock up there, go and have something to eat or a coffee, see what's going on, take some pictures, go home. You know, really, really easy.
0: Yeah. you I'm like, we just interested, like you mentioned Le Mans, but like, what would be your ultimate road trip out of interest?
1: I think it would probably have to involve Le Mans. Um, I think maybe uh, you know, setting off, heading down there, seeing the race and then carrying on down to south of France and then across through through to Switzerland, uh, and finishing off maybe somewhere somewhere in Germany. I'm a I'm a Porsche fan. Uh it's certainly grace to go go and see some you know, some of the, the museums down there. Um obviously plenty of great driving roads in Germany as well. Um but that that to me I think, you know, may, maybe two weeks um, I've already started making a list of various places to visit it's just a case of now when can I make that happen <laughs> yeah um, persistence coming into that again you know I, I want to do it now however I know that actually I'm going to have to wait you know if I want my son to come with me or my family to come with me you know I've got to consider that as well um, but uh, one day it'll happen
0: yeah that's it and, and but, you know your, your personal sort of goals in five or ten years when you look at career-wise like Will you still be a Roadster? Maybe like you know the events things start picking up. Like, what would you like to happen?
1: I'd love to still think you know that I can help take Roadster uh, in the UK to the levels that they really want to. Uh, obviously, all over the world, we've got work to do in making making it uh, more and more popular and doing more and more things with it. The beauty for me is the fact that I'm I'm in the UK side of things, early doors which is great. It gives me the opportunity to make my mark on it, uh, no pun intended, um, and see what's what's doable with it. I'd love to see what else I can do with the stuff I do in my, my own time as well. Obviously, I don't want that. To, I want that to cross over and, and integrate with Roadster if I can. Um, but I think yeah, my focus is certainly seeing what we can do with that huge community in the UK on Roadster. There are loads of plans in line, obviously we will one at a time, and uh, make sure they're all all done properly. Um, but I'd I'd love to be in this position with you know a few more bodies in the UK to look after, uh, and really making it happen for them. So yeah, that's that's hopefully where we're gonna we're gonna be.
0: Yeah, that's great. I, I know so, Michael, I know we're sort of coming to this end of the podcast here, but there are sort of like five questions that I asked towards the end, sort of like a quick fire And the first yep. one is being was your ultimate three car garage?
1: Oh my, um, goodness! <laughs> three. It would have to involve a Porsche. So let, let's just put that in as a as a nine eleven GT three. I've I've been very privileged to drive one, and it stands out for me. Um, I'd have to put a Corvette in there, uh, as well as a second one, and then I think something like a. This is going to be a bit of a random one, I'm, sh- I'm sure, but uh, something like a uh, megan R26 okay.
0: kind of thing, yeah.
1: uh, because that's a proper driver's hot hatch. Um, so you've got your practical all-round sports supercar with the Porsche, you've got your Vonka's big-engine noisy American car, and then something you can throw around a Welsh B-Road. That'll probably suit me down to the ground.
0: <laughs> I think that's the thing though like with, with UK yeah, it'd be great having a Lamborghini Huracan but where are you going to go in it <laughs> like yeah yeah, there's, yeah but, you know, I can't I can't go yeah. more than 60
1: <laughs> and then you've got average speed cameras to deal with and, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then you've got you layers I mean, you really can't go more than 20 so there's no really point um,
1: <laughs> no hence wanting to go abroad for a lovely road trip exactly yeah.
0: as soon as you cross the channel the the, the world is your oyster um, but yeah uh, the next question is Mark you know um, you have one car and again this is I think you know I, I, might, I might know the answer to this question but you have one car to drive on any road or track um, you can do it once where would you go and what would you take
1: um, I think it would have to be the megan type hot hatch for me um, in terms of where I would go difficult one that really um, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the Nürburgring so it wouldn't be there blasphemy <laughs> <laughs> I know I get told off by a lot of people for that comment but um, I mean I, I keep harking back to it I think but if someone could just put the full Le Mans track together for me outside of the event which I know can't happen because it takes in real roads but I think I'd love to just drive that in full um, that might have to be m- more one lap in the in the McGann and then one lap in the Corvette just to experience it both but um, yeah that stands out for me. You can tell i'm a, I'm a proper Leman addict by the fact that I keep mentioning it
0: that's so. <laughs> no, great um it's one of those things it's it's a topic of conversation that you work you work for an app and you' order it's all about roads you know road trips, and you, your life has been about you know events and it's all kind of you know that's. It makes sense that you keep talking about Le Monde because why not? You know, it's 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 a uh, it's an event in itself.
1: Yeah. It's a road trip, and you know, it's a road trip and an event all in one. So, not many places can do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next question again. This, this podcast is all about you know showing people what's, what's possible with you know with a passion and a love for cars. And you know, one thing I do ask is you know, if money was no object and it doesn't exist, it's not a construct. We all buy it by like, what would you do for work?
1: I always love the concept of having a venue of my own. Uh I've I've been very lucky to see a whole range of venues in this country and abroad. Um there was one particular venue in Dubai that blew me away. It's not a massively radical concept. Um and but it was fantastic. And I think to myself, money no object, I would probably not do too much differently to what I'm doing now um, but I would ramp it up with including a venue, a bit of car storage as well involved in that just because that, that, that makes it kind of interesting but uh, I, I'd do a blow-eye venue, sort of incorporating all the best bits of the venues that I have seen and pulling it together in a really cool building.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's is right, isn't it, that just the I mean, again, uh, maybe it's just me, but, you know, work work in hospitality, the the amount of time I have, it's just like, I'd love to do that and mix it with the whole car thing. And I think it just, you know, I I should be fair, after lockdown, I was looking at, you know, I'm only 22, but I was looking at, you know, getting investment and buying a pub near me and doing that. (laughs) Um, but because well, because why not? I mean, I've got I've got industry experience. I could train the front of house staff. I need to find someone that can cook food. <laughs> Absolutely, and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> cook fine. it nicely.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, no, it's again. I, I just I love it, and I I, I live near Browns Hatch. I think it would be great to you know have car storage for people that want to you know store the race cars or have an Airbnb where you look out the window and there's your um your car in a container with a with a glass glass front so you can see it stuff like that. It's, it's no ab-
1: absolutely, yeah. It's and then there's, there's you know, many you know, I I could reel off loads of different venues with all these different features. And I think it's uh, it's great that they're out there and doing that. I think, yeah, you, you I'd almost want a little part of that somehow, but, but it's it's a big investment, uh, it's a big number. Um, so who knows, one day maybe,
0: exactly. Uh, and the next question is the advice that you'd give to a younger you or someone else to pursue someone with their passion,
1: uh, if it is a passion. Don't give up on it. Stick with it. Um, don't, I really say don't do it just for the money. Uh, I think that's where it can go wrong personally. Um, think of the money as a byproduct of doing something you love very well. Um, and what better combination could you end up with doing something you love? Well, you know Everybody will knows the well-known phrase of, you know, if you're doing something you love for work, it doesn't feel like work um i can relate to that feeling um but yeah stick with it if you're passionate about it stick with it find a way and, and just you know, it, it, get out and try it it's all very well talking about it and planning and plotting and sometimes you just need to get on and do it
0: brilliant and the last question is mark what do you love most about cars
1: what do i love most about cars um christ that's actually a really hard question to to answer because i love so many different things i think it's just that the experience of being behind a wheel and the different feelings different cars can bring you i think we use that experience word again um but yeah i think that's Probably the best way I can sum up that question because there's so much I love about it. You know, because I come from a design background, I love cars that look good and that are designed well, hence, I own an Alpha. Um, But I also like the noise and the feeling when you string together a B road. So, but I think that experience of being behind behind the wheel and the feeling it gives you when you're pushing that car.
0: Yeah. I can see why you laughed at the. When your car works? Question. (laughs) 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 No, no. (laughs) Never had a problem. My alpha never. Um, Mark, it's it's been a pleasure to have a chat with you um, to learn more about your journey. No, likewise. Thank you for your time as well. Appreciate it.
1: No, and obviously hats off to what you're doing because you know you're popping up in many different places that I I see online. Uh, You've already interviewed many different people that I I kind of know. So it's great to see you doing what you're doing um keep up the good work and obviously you've just got out there and you've done it so fair play
0: thank you very much appreciate it